the Spanish announce table. You have found Pro Wrestling's best podcast back from yet another hiatus. We had a couple vacations here recently, but this one was most recently because Tom went to uh, der Vaterland. I don't know how they say that, right? Germany over there. You live there. Germany. Yeah, I know. I lived there for three years. Uh, he said, how cold was it in Germany? Does Theo P here in the chat on the YouTube chat. Tom, how cold 50s. was it in Germany? Yeah. 50s. Nothing no, like yeah. Look, it could get cold in Germany, right? But it's more like, Germany, I always said, was like, it's kind of like the upper, like, New York area of the United States, if you look at it latitude-wise. So, like, think that, right? Like, this time of year, it can be cold, but it, you know, can be like 50s, 60s, right? But I did wear a hoodie every 4th of July, right? So it can stay... Yeah decently cold yeah or or because he capitalized i'm looking at the chat here theo capitalized the word cold are you referring to like the cold war like how cold mm. was it like mm. in regards to like the people are pretty cold there in germany i'll say that their demeanor is you know what i mean a lot of times they're, they're like fine. what yeah no they're fine no, I, they're, I wouldn't say they're cold they're just they're not overly emotive either way right they're very kind of like yo Welcome. And you know what? And you know <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. I would I would say that's exactly how the country is too. Now, yeah. I now let me say this. I wasn't there for an extended period of time, right? I was there for 5 days or whatever it was. And I wasn't in Berlin where I think that's mainly most of the history for Germany, right? Not Frankfurt, but Frankfurt and Heidelberg. Fine. Kind of sleepy towns. Nothing nothing bad. Nothing great. Kind of like you said, like, you know, when you walk into a restaurant and they say, how many? And you say, you know, three, and then they seat you and then they leave. You're like, nothing about that was bad, but I won't remember it or it wasn't friendly. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of Germany. It was fine. Yeah, yeah the, what... I will say the, the brat was good. I had a brat at the uh, at uh, the Deutschland Bank or whatever it was called, wherever the stadium. I had it at the stadium. Yeah. That was very good pretzels are pretzels I, I so i tried all the germany things right pretzel it's a pretzel yeah. i don't know nothing big there if you're uh, a new listener um uh, before tom before you continue this i want to make sure you understand that tom went over to germany to watch the kansas city chiefs play right um and so this is why you should join us uh live each week talking the youtube chat you know um and and stay with us here because uh, we got folks uh asking how tom's trip was over there and that's what tom is discussing here and um uh, yeah, but Tom, I mean, you were saying there about the, the folks over there in Germany. Yeah. So then I tried the food brought the brat was amazing. Like mm -hmm. I had a, that brat was probably the best brat I've ever had in my life. I will say that was spectacular pretzel. It's a pretzel. Uh, the schnitzel. Here's the thing that I'll say about this Kansas city. We have, uh, an Austrian restaurant, mm. uh, that now I'm blanking on and they make schnitzel. I'm going to say that that was actually better than the Germany one. Um, now, if you go there, oh, what is it called? God dang it. Now I'm going to have to look it up. Um, if you go to this restaurant in Kansas City uh, and say it's German, like they'll kind of kick you out. Grunauer. That's it. Is. Grunauer. Grunauer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 Grunauer had a better schnitzel, honestly. Oh. Now, listen, there's a range of restaurant quality oh. in Germany. You know what I mean? Well, so even if you get something you German, right, you can get something well, good or you can get something. Well, well, I got it at the same hotel well. that the Chiefs were staying at, right? Mm. So this wasn't 
McDonald's this is no BS. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of McDonald's, uh, Theo P said, "Did you go to McDonald's in Germany where they serve the McRib all year round?" I mean, talking about all this food, did you go get you a dear McRib? <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't do that. Um, I don't get the McRib in. in yeah, I don't get the America. McRib here. Fuck that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we flew out uh, on our flight. Here, here's the fun thing that I I, I wanted to point out to to people because. Uh, People fucking suck, right? I don't feel good, so maybe I'm a little bit more angrier than normal, uh, which is not great, but I'll try to, you know, rein it in. Should um, be a great episode. Well, this. but here's the thing. Here's the thing, because this is what pisses me off about how brain-dead, attention-starved these pea-brain idiots are, is I was on the flight from Atlanta to Frankfurt, and on that flight was Donna Kelsey, Right. Donna Kelsey, Travis and Jason Kelsey's mother. Super famous. Yeah. Campbell soup commercials. She's doing all the stuff, right? Well, she flew out next to Roger Goodell. Right. But she flew out on this flight. She wasn't with next to Roger Goodell, just to not confuse anyone. Um, But she flew out with a friend. Now, I don't know the details, but the friend was not sitting in the same section that Donna Kelsey was. So I assume the friend was like, hey, I'll pay my own. Like, shut the fuck up. Right. That's that was just my hunch. I have no evidence of that. Right. Here's where people fucking suck. And this is why you like I hate the the, don't believe the media, but also don't believe the fucking media is Donna Kelsey left her seat before the flight started right before we all got our seatbelts on and stuff Mm -hmm. and came back and was looking for her friend. Right. She was like, hey, where's you know, where's my friend? And people like Donna and she's being very nice and cordial and waving, you know. And then she finds her friend. They kind of like hug or whatever, you know, connect. And then she just walks back. We get to Germany and, you know, I'm connected to a lot of the chief sites. Right. And some fuckwad says Donna Kelsey takes victory lap on flight before chiefs game. And it's like the fuck she did. None of that fucking happened. She was looking for a friend. It said she was high-fiving people as she made a victory lap not even close not even fucking close and that's where it's like i couldn't imagine being famous and credit to donna mm-hmm. kelsey so we stayed in the same hotel as she did as she was right and i god bless her because people were like oh, i love you blah, blah, and like taking pictures and she was very nice she said she wouldn't sign anything which is hey set your parameters i like that but i could not have dealt with the fucking idiots and then the other thing I said this on Facebook, if you follow me on Facebook or friends with me on Facebook, but uh, she's in the lobby and people are just hounding her, right? Oh, what a picture. Oh, I love Travis. Oh, Jason's so cute. All this stuff, right? Mike Edwards, our starting fucking safety, and Tershawn Wharton, a starting, well, not starting, but a rotational defensive lineman who play the fucking game. Yeah standing also in the lobby and not a fucking person talks yeah. to them dude get the fuck out of here can i say something yes and, and so i and i agree with you right like like jesus can we get over the donna kelsey and the taylor swift thing i get the taylor swift thing to some extent she's one of the most famous people in the world whatever right fine but because football is uniquely, they wear masks and stuff. Like, I don't know walking down the street that I know Mike Edwards walking down the street. 
You know what I mean? Now I might figure no. the context by size of a person and, and a look like that's this guy's probably thing. a player, right? Like, right. Yeah. Well, that's the yeah, key, yeah. right? Is if he's standing with other Chiefs players, you're like, I don't know, does he play? But when he looks like an action figure and you got all these doughy fucks around him, you could probably, probably discern dressed that up that pretty guy, nice. You're like, yeah. all right. <laughs> oh, yeah. the guy with the Gucci loafers and a six pack. I think he plays football. But these fucking idiots wear Chiefs gear, and it's like I'm number one fan. Did you say people ask for your photo, like because you're standing? So (laughs) yeah, so that was actually funny. So Friday night, so the lobby stuff, and they get done with their first practice, and you know Theo asked if anyone, if I ate uh, McDonald's, I did not. Many of the Chiefs players did, and I understand, right? You got a big game. You don't want to necessarily try new food before you play the Dolphins, right? So you go with what you know, McDonald's, right? So players are kind of leaving and coming back with food. And they're going through this door, and me and my wife, we just sit at a table kind of adjacent to the door next to the stairs. So we're just sitting there, and as they go up, I see, like, you know, Creed Humphrey. I'm like, hey, Creed, good luck on Sunday. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, I saw Derek naughty. I was like, Derek, I love what you do for the dogs. And he's like, appreciate that man. Cause every time we won the super bowl, he pays for all the adoption fees for right. all the dogs at Casey pet project. So it's like, that's fucking awesome. Right? Yeah. He's super cool with that. Super great guy. So we're just saying kind of things like that. Now I'm not wearing anything chiefs. I'm wearing a black, uh, like half zip and just a, just a, a hat, you know, just a kind of like this hat, not this hat, but like a non chiefs hat, you know? And we're just sitting there and, you know, uh, George Curl office walks by. I'm like, hey, man, get after him on Sunday. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know, Willie Gay. Hey, man, you know, all that to the point where then someone, this couple walks up and they go, so what do you do? And I was like, well, I work for a software company. Like, to do a podcast. <laughs> well, I'm just telling them. I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm from Kansas City. What do I do? I'm the co-host of Pro Wrestling's Best Podcast. What do you do? But like. Two and a half minutes into the conversation, me and my wife realized, like, oh, they think I am, like, with the Chiefs, right? So we giggle. They end up, like, oh, okay, well, have a good night and, like, realize I'm nothing. So then they go away. Then they try to, like, make good and come back. Like, hey, you've seen a lot of Chiefs play, right? At Towards the end of the night, and again, me and my wife are just hanging out, eating snacks and stuff, not doing really any of much. But Travis Kelsey. what we Kelsey, do best, eating snacks. Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah. But Travis Kelsey is the last one to come back to the hotel, but they're trying to like get it to where no one rushes them, right? Well, they're trying to figure all this out as he's, I guess, circling or I don't know, coming up to the hotel. One of the security guards walks up and he goes, So, and I was like, I just looked up. He goes, Oh, no, you're not. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I can't help. And he giggled, you know, and said something in German. I was like, I'll help. I'll do it right now. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I've already met the cocksucker. I don't need to meet him again. I'm the, what do you need? Um, and then they giggled and stuff. So, yeah, I got um, misidentified as a chief's employee and then a security guard. And so uh, Friday night was pretty fun. Saturday, Saturday went to Heidelberg. That's where you just like, how do you say I'll bounce a motherfucker? I'm ready. I'm the machine. Like, let's do this. Well, and then there's these two kids on Friday night that were having every player sign everything. Here's the thing. And again, no offense to them at all. They couldn't tell you two fucking Chiefs players. They knew Travis Kelsey. They knew Patrick Mahomes. But like, they walked up to Charles Aminahu, and Charles was like, so that picture. And he goes, only if you could tell me who I am. 
And they were like, uh, and I just go, Charles Minu. And he goes, you're lucky. And then he took the picture with the kid. Cause I was like, I don't want the, he was like 17. It wasn't like a adult, you know what yeah, I mean? It feels like and it they're... feels wrong to say to the 17 year old kid, right? Like, you well, know, yeah. 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 And he's German. I don't think that Charles knew that this was a German fan. I think he probably thought it was a chiefs fan and bullshit, but are you really, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I was Remember so when, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling uh, told the reporters he was like, I'm not answering anybody's question if you get my name wrong. <laughs> and that's like, true. Nice. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. that's the bullshit. And, and that kind of yeah. goes to my point with the Donna Kelsey thing. Don't fucking wear the chief shit and then go like, I don't know. I like the mother. Like the mother doesn't play. You know who did the fucking pitch back to Brian Cook? It was Mike Edwards, not yeah. Donna Kelsey. And so to your point, yes, there are 22 starters, a number of rotational, you know, backups. They're all wearing helmets. I get it. It's not basketball. It's not baseball. You're not seeing their face. But when a motherfucker's wearing Gucci loafers and has a six pack, I'm going to bet that's an athlete. But, it, but in some effort of uh, not, not dr- drawing this out too far, right? We, uh, you know, Tom had an amazing time over there in Germany outside of that because the game did go well. That Mike Edwards oh. pitch back was the deciding factor in in putting oh. the fish back out to sea. And I sat next to a Dolphins fan. First off, this Dolphins fan, I haven't told you any of this, so this is going to just be fun to talk to you about. This it. is great. Yeah. This Dolphins fan, they this lady. They well, no, no, no. Man? Oh, okay. No, no, no. She was little. She was like 5'4", maybe 5'3". That's small. Look like a little white milk dud, right? She had two different colors, hair like green and like a like the like the Miami Dolphins green, and then like a little like purple haze to it. Yeah. So here's the thing, and I didn't ask her what she did for a living because I was just like too astonished of like what the fuck. She lives in Seattle. She has season tickets to the Dolphins. And she was planning to go to Kansas City for the game, but then when she found it was Frankfurt, she goes, "Well, I guess I'll just hop over here." Damn! I was like, How the fuck do you have some money? You know. And so, what was funny is, are you homeless otherwise, and just use all yeah, your money for like, all this? Yeah. How the fuck are you gonna? Raise? And so, what was funny is, you know, we're kind of going frequent back and flyer forth. miles somehow. We're going kind of back and forth, you know, oh, she's like, oh, everyone's saying that you're holding us and no one's calling it. I was like, you can do that every fucking play. And then like when Patrick Mahomes took that forearm to the face, I'm like, this happens every game to him and you guys don't do shit. Right. So anyhow, we're talking kind of we're not talking shit, but we're saying loud enough to where we can hear each other. You know what I mean? One of those things. Right. So then Tua fumbles the snap. She stands up, presents her hand and says, well good game and i was like bitch i didn't play, play. yeah <laughs> like, these fans i'm telling you man fucking fans are so goddamn dumb and that brings me to another thing yeah like, Germany, like we don't have to show sportsmanship here we're fucking fans. like yeah we should show some basic human decorum amongst right. each other but like yeah yeah, yeah. so <laughs> the stadium was predominantly chiefs fans there were a good contingency of dolphins fans it wasn't as if there was none yeah, there was probably 30 percent right. yeah. but, you know, but there was you know uh jerseys of everyone patriots packers everybody loves awesome the acclaimed there. and everybody loves patrick mahomes you know right yeah. um 
but what I was going to bring that into is so Germany was good. Germany was great. I sent you a clip. Did you get to see the clip of the guy who's in the uh, upcoming Von Eric movie talking about yeah, his? I watched that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How? You, you, so let's get into a little bit of pro wrestling because that's obviously what we're here to talk about. How do? How does he get it in three months? And we still got motherfuckers talking about six fifty splashes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> how does he get it? I know. And these motherfuckers are still specifically. Talking- exactly what he said like okay yeah. so i thought about man the athleticism it's crazy it's great athleticism so i'm gonna go in like a stunt and i'm gonna hit the spot i'm gonna hit the spot it's fight scene hit the spot hit the spot he's gonna hit me back and then chavo of all people schools him up like cool bro but like how do you make me feel like it's real right like in yeah. between like we got all the tools when we're shooting a movie to add all that emotion the sounds and the cool you know and the, and the music but like here yeah yeah, make me believe this is real acting, right? This is theater, right? This is yeah. Good. So yeah. I yeah. unfortunately I don't know his name. He's in uh, the FX series. I think it's called The Bear. Where the Bear. He was on Shameless. I forget his okay. name at the moment. Yeah, he's a real right. good actor though. Real good, like younger. I mean, you know, younger. He's probably late twenties at this point, but good actor. Very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you haven't seen the clip, watch the clip. Uh, I would say that's the definition of our show. Uh, Because I was thinking about it after I watched it and then, you know, we're recording. We haven't recorded in a while. And I was thinking like, yeah, this is it, right? Because I don't want to talk about, oh, my God, did you see the sling blade off the second rope from Finn Balor to Dominic Mysterio? I don't fucking care about that shit. You know, like, yeah, I saw somebody talking about, and this is not the shit on WWE, but, uh, you know, his tweet, (laughs) his tweet was about it, right? And he was like, WWE is killing it right now. And he was like, Gunther versus this person. Gunther versus Miz was fire. Uh, this match was fire. This match was fire. And I was like, bro, all the matches were fast forward material. I'm sorry. Like, I don't, like, I don't, like, there was no reason for the match. So I don't care who wins. Like, sure. They did all the moves fine. Yeah. Right. And as we, you know, we're going to do back uh, on this day first, but when we get to AW, there's a little bit of that too. Spoiler alert. I love them. Like, with all my heart, but Penta versus Swerve was kind of just a match. Yeah, I feel like you know? AW Dynamite was a C plus tonight, and we, you know we'll talk more about that later in in the show. You know, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I was just gonna say, as we move into a transitional from my experience in Germany, which was good, I would say it was a solid eight out of ten. Um, uh, talking about pro wrestling, watch that clip, and if you don't like that clip, stop listening to us. And if you stop do love that clip, us. Well, I mean, if you do love the clip, double down with us because that's all we want to talk about. Yeah, so. we'll have to find a way to, like, you should tweet that out or something. Uh, Justin Floor in the chat says, the boys are reunited. We are reunited. So I was going to do a show. I thought the week prior to AW Dynamite was really good, but I wasn't feeling well. Tom was out in Germany, so I thought, man, they, you know, it's a free podcast. People can deal with us being gone another week. And it is a free podcast, so that brings me to how you can help us you can go to spanishannouncetable.net there are some donate links there you can donate via cash app or paypal however you so choose or you can go to the buy our t-shirt link which will take you to pro wrestling tees this is a legit operation right we are hands off from this uh you'll go get this shirt that i'm wearing right here bonus if you buy this shirt right here we get a few more people to buy this shirt right here we may be able to offer some more offerings instead of just this color right so Go there, do that. That's many ways you can help us. And you can subscribe at SpanishNowStable.net. You'll get notifications whenever we make posts. 
shows go live, etc. Join us in the chat. Talk to us. You can send us emails. You can send us voicemails via those emails, right? Send us an audio clip, a video clip. We might play it right here. You can use hashtag tweet the table. I'm going to be real honest. Just don't. Nobody else is anymore. Twitter's tanking hard. It's probably not going to happen for you, basically, right? Um, but we've got none of that today. So I don't even know why I'm saying that. I'm telling you to do it. But, Tom, what we do like to do before we talk about AW Dynamite and talk about present-day pro wrestling, we like to set the table, right? We like to think back historically and make sure we're understanding where our forefathers have been, right? Take a little trip. Back in time. Right? Via the Spanish mm-hmm. announced time machine. Are you ready to do that and see Hell what yeah. happened? On this day. We're going to talk about November 13th, 2005. TNA Genesis was held Ooh. in Orlando, Florida. Ooh. Yeah, 2005. TNA Genesis. Abyss <laughs> defeated Sabu in a no disqualification match. AJ Styles retained the X Division title, defeating Petey Williams. Rhino and Team 3D defeated America's Most Wanted and Jeff Jarrett. And Jeff Hardy lost to which wrestler? What now? (laughs) Uh Who lost to what? What was the question? Jeff Hardy. Jeff uh-huh. Hardy, regular match, uh-huh. singles match, uh-huh. lost to this guy. Uh-huh. TNA, Genesis, 2005. Rob Van Dam? Uh, no, I just wanted to set the mood right with one of your favorites. God damn this it, is, Tim. What? It's not Jeff Jarrett, is it? It's not Jeff Jarrett. No, he also oh. already lost earlier in the show with okay, America's gotcha. Most Wanted against Rhino and Team 3D. Okay, no. gotcha. This, however, was Monty Brown. The, the, motherfucker that sniffs the, rope. the motherfucker that sniffs the rope. One of my favorite <laughs> moments in our podcasting history is that fucking whoever that guy was. And he's like, yeah, one yeah, of my favorites guy. is Monty Brown. And I was like... Because he was trying to school me as if, like, I don't know shit. And then he goes, yeah, my favorite wrestler is Monty Brown. I said, the motherfucker that sniffs the ropes? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, listen, man. I'm sure there's some cocaine residue on those ring ropes. Don't get me wrong. But, like, brother, there's more in the the dressing room. Which, by the way, uh, NWA, they did some cocaine spot. Yeah, I read about that. What the? Yo, fuck? did you not see it? I'm gonna send you the link. Holy shit! So they are doing like their event, right? And the announcers are talking, right? They're like, "Thanks, right?" And the camera's painting the crowd, right? And they're like, "And they're like, we've got James Mitchell and I don't know his crank gang yeah. of fucks, right? Whatever. Uh-huh. They didn't win earlier tonight or whatever, but they're they're not feeling that pain right now. They're out here partying." And then, like, they shows them in the crowd, and they got, like, VIP tables, and there's girls, and there's wrestlers around, and James Mitchell right in a suit and shit. He's on the table, starts pouring out fucking cocaine on the table, and they're like, well, they're really partying. And they literally start sniffing the shit off the table. And the announcers are just, like, giggling about it, and they're like, geez, wow, really getting into it tonight. And I was like, what in the fuck, guys? Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyhow, that, I, just, I read about that, so... <laughs> It's yeah. the best. I mean, hey, listen, yeah. if NWA is going to start going to, like, cocaine in the crowd, I'm, hey, I'm tuning in. Billy I'm Corgan, let's show. go. Got rid of Tyrus, in with the cocaine. 
Yeah. I'm down. Let's do it. Where do I buy tickets? <laughs> yeah, you coming to KC? Probably not. <laughs> probably not KC proper, right? They're probably going to. They're probably not even going to Independence, man. They're probably further North out. North KC, right? North KC, or Topeka. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway, let's get back into the time machine and go. Back in time. Let's see what happened. November 14th, 1999. Okay. WWF Survivor Series was held in Detroit, Michigan. The Big Show was featured throughout the night, first attacking his team members early in the evening, leaving him to win a traditional Survivor Series match by his damn self, and then later being a sub for an injured Steve Austin in the main event where he defeated Triple H in The Rock in a triple threat to win the World Heavyweight title. Wow. There were three other traditional Survivor Series matches happening that evening as well. And then there was Kane defeating X-Pac via disqualification. China retaining the Intercontinental title, defeating Chris Jericho. The New Age Outlaws retaining the World Tag Team titles, defeating Mankind and Al Snow. And then, (laughs) though that was a thing, Sean Stasiak would lose to this eventual Hall of Famer. In their WWF debut. Sean Stasiak lost a mm-hmm. future WWE Hall of Famer in 1999 mm-hmm. at Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle. It was Kurt motherfucking Angle. And he took to the crowd mid-match and was like, you don't oh, boo me. Boo. Like, you know, you I'm don't gonna boo. Yeah. You don't boo Roll this. Out. Like, I'm here yeah. for you. Like, I'm here for your benefit. Love it. it. Great yeah. stuff. He was so good. He was the most put-together, ready, like, out-of-the-gate, blue-chip prospect, like, rookie that I think I've ever seen. I mean, yeah, because, ever you know, because, you know, people will point to Brock Lesnar's first year as far as, like, that superstardom. But what I would Had say have Paul is, Heyman, though, right? Like, he, he well, wasn't that, promo ready. I'm still well, kind of and also he was one note, right? He was the ass kicker that will run through you. Kurt Angle in his first year yep. had so many different the three eyes. Then he was intense and like would kick your ass, but then he would be powdering out and running yep. away from you. So like his versatility is what I put as far as he was best rookie top year. shelf to elite at every aspect of his game already. Like yeah. swinging at the gate, it was like, God damn, he's so good, right? So yeah. he was- so good. good. Very, so very good. good. All right. Let's see what happened. On this day. <clears throat> November 15th, 2010. TNA Impact was taped in Orlando, Florida. Sarita defeated Taylor Wilde. AJ Styles, Kazarian, and Beer Money defeated Samoa Joe, Matt Morgan, Douglas Williams, and The Pope. D'Angelo De Niro in an eight-man tag match. Tommy Dreamer defeated Rhino in a street fight. And Jesse Neal lost an MMA rules match to which wrestler? I mean, I would say Kurt Angle, but that doesn't feel like Jesse Neal and Kurt Angle. Close. Almost like Kurt Angle. Kind of somewhat related. Kind of, sort of. I'm gonna say Samoa Joe. Hmm. No, kind of, somewhat, sort of related because it's Jeff Jarrett. God. 
MMA rules beating down fucks. Jeff Jarrett is so good. You got that? He's kind of related, kind of, sort of. Yes, you know Eskimo I mean? twins. Kind of family, you know? Yeah, uh, Eskimo yeah they're Eskimo twins. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jeff Cassie, Jarrett. You're uh, rotting the same ice hole there, right? Is yeah. that what you're saying there? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's never even been to a fight. Fucking, oh, God. Oh, that guy. He probably put what on a, gloves. <laughs> what a fucking fraud. Yeah, probably he probably put shorts. on fucking... Yeah, he probably put on mittens, not fucking MMA gloves. You think he had his ankles taped? <laughs> probably. Fucking... <laughs> God damn, I gotta go back and see this. Ah, this is probably yeah. so bad. So bad. Fuck Jeff Jarrett. Oh, my All God. Right. <laughs> All right. You, so you don't want to hang on this one, huh? You want to get back no, in the time machine let's keep, yeah, yeah, what, right, what let's, are we doing? Let's keep it moving. <laughs> let's see what happened. To... November 16th, 2004. WWE SmackDown was taped in Dayton, Ohio, where I think dreams go to die. Charlie Haas defeated Heidenreich by countout. <laughs> no offense to Dayton, by the way. Nah, fuck him. Yeah, all offense to Dayton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, Heidenreich, huh? Yeah. What a great yeah. gimmick that well, was. One Charlie Haas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Charlie Haas. Yeah, even better, right? This is great times for WWE. Yeah. Rey Mysterio and Rob Van Dam defeated Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree. Yeah, more. Oh my God! More home run hits here coming out. Oh, of- <laughs> I, I remember that team. That was the definition of me saying I'm going in on MMA. Like I can't fucking watch wrestling right now because they're like tag champs. You know, like they were in that picture. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah, that was that was when I was really yeah. about to give up on wrestling. Yeah. Kurt Angle defeated a name nobody could forget, Dean Visk, via submission. Yeah, Dean. Dean. Dana Brooke. Dean V, baby. And Carlito lost the United States title to which wrestler? John Cena. And his name is John Cena! It is John Cena. Man, this is prime. Do you remember that time period? Bad wrestling. Yeah. No, I remember. remember? (laughs) Now, so so I, luckily, this is right when I did disconnect because I had joined the the military, like, you know, a little bit earlier. So, like, I was catching some a little bit stateside and things like that. But then once I was, like, out overseas, like, I was really disconnected. But, yeah, man, it it was just, it was. So this was the time period when I thought shit was about to really pop off, though. So the rumor was, and again, take it for what it is. The rumor was that John Cena would beat Carlito, right? Then Carlito would have someone jump John Cena and Carlito would win the U.S. title back. We would find out that the person who jumped John Cena, do you remember who the person was? No. The rumor was the person was going to be New Jack. Oh. Yeah, Amazing. they were about to bring in New Jack, and apparently he did a, well, if you're, you know, whatever the price was, let's double it, brother. And they're like, nope. And so then they fucking bailed on it. But it almost was New Jack versus John Cena in 2005. I Rumor. wish that would have happened because the fallout is much like it fell out there. Something would have flamed out bad. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> It would have been, he would have choked a suit somewhere back there and it would have been amazing. 
or he would have like legit pissed off John Cena and Cena would have like roid raged on him. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's easy to beat up the fat kid who's 17 in a fucking bingo hall. Look at that. I don't know how I did that, but, um, trying to wait beat up John Cena when he's ripped out of the fucking you trying to, you telling me John Cena used uses steroids. There's not a D to that. It's not natural. It's not milk and yeah. Vitamins no, I know. Look make how wishes. Yeah, go back to 2005 and then take a picture of him today and look how his bones in his face elongate. That's a prime uh, tell of a steroid user. So there you go. So you yep. mean he got broader, thicker, lost his hair, all of that, and that's steroids, huh? Yeah, well, so here's the thing about steroids in their defense is the steroid doesn't make you big. You still have to put in the work. Of course. The steroid says you just did 10 sets of 10 at 250 pounds. It just kind of maximizes what you do. Well, no, no, no. It says you can recover and now do 10 sets of 10 300 pound squats tomorrow. Steroids are for recovery, not for like I couldn't just be fucking injecting and be like, I'm fucking of huge. Course, right. You still yeah. gotta put in the work. But so I love steroids. I wish everyone would do it. I think they're fucking great. Um, I do. I would I advocate for HGH. There's a reason why it's called yeah. human growth hormone. Like it's fucking awesome. Uh and so good for him. But um yeah, I uh he for sure does roids. Yeah, yeah. I was on steroids in Germany. I was on a steroid in Germany. Yes. Felt great, but I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. A slightly different scenario there, but yes. Right. Different. <laughs> mine, mine, mine was called Dexa something. De- I can't pronounce it, but it's for um, the recovery of muscles and it helps with the inflammation. Yes. I think that is what it is. Look at you. Pharmacist. Well, I was a pharmacy technician for 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you yeah. remembered it. Look at that. Yep. Yeah, steroids, Did you take it? inflammation. No. Did you take it? I no. should have. It's fucking cool. Is that I good? Is some. it that good? I got the woo back in time. You know what I mean? Oddly enough, uh, a lot of cameras around and a lot of uh, inventorying going on. In fact, that was one of the jobs that I handled while I was working in the things. Was uh, ah, I got you. I thought you were talking about. I was like, I'll do the steroid right now. I don't care if there's a camera on me. <laughs> I got you. Say no. you're talking about when you were working. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I wasn't allowed to prescribe it for myself, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. 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 Gotcha. All right. Well, let's hop back in the Spanish announce time machine one last time for this week and go back in time. And let us see what happened. On this day. November 17th, 1996. Ooh, okay. WWF Survivor Series was held in New York City's Madison Square. Garden. Three traditional Survivor Series matches were held that evening. In addition to The Undertaker, defeated Mankind. Psycho Sid defeated Shawn Michaels to win the world heavyweight title. And Steve Austin lost to Tom's favorite wrestler. Bret Hart. Bret Hart! Thought I would pick you up with a smile at the end here. It did. Thanks with so one much. of the most iconic matches in WWF's history. Yeah. Yes, but you know what I actually like about that event is it's one of the f- 
obviously there's other moments that you could point to, but as far as for me as like a pro wrestling fan, it's one of the first memories I have of going into the event. Shawn Michaels was the baby face. Shawn Michaels was the, Hey, and about 10 minutes into that match, everyone went, no, we like Sid fucking kill him, Sid. And it kind of was like, fuck Shawn Michaels. And I obviously I was too young when Hogan might've got booed, you know? And so I didn't pick up on it, but for my dumb brain, that was the first time I saw like the, you know, anti John Cena kind of stuff that would become very famous later on. But that was one of the first moments where I was like, why are we booing the good guy? I thought we like him and we fucking killed Shawn Michaels that night. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, it's because we knew Sid had half the brain that he did. What a crazy career. Isn't Sid one of the craziest careers of all time? I have recently had Sid on the brain because I came across a TikTok that said, this should be required viewing for everybody in acting school. And it was the moment when Goldberg's car. Goldberg! Yeah. He goes, oh my God, (laughs) what happened to my car? He just stomps on it. He's the best. That moment also lives in my head rent free forever too of, of, the half the brain yeah promo because and also Scott and Kevin seeing that clip is also such it's so I don't even know what the word for it is because not only is that going on right but even like just Kevin Nash is wearing the most ridiculous costume of Sid that out of context is like what in the fuck is with this guy Sid Vicious has made some of the most unintentionally hilarious oh. material as much as Scott Steiner he's the best Oh, yeah. One of my favorite unintentionally funny moments is uh, at the end of a Raw when Bret Hart was saying, like, America sucks and Vince Mm, McMahon is the devil. He's in, like, a half cage after the event's over, and he calls out Sid, and he's like, this is a piece of shit company. That's when he, like, first cussed, you know, and stuff like that. But Sid walks down, and he goes, I don't know shit, baby face. (laughs) He also has, he's also the one who was like, uh, he fumbles his line. He's like, let me do that again. They're like, no, we're live, brother. We're live, yeah. Or no, he goes, I don't know shit, cry, baby. Yeah. I can't imagine how, I can't imagine being one of the boys back in the day and having to like, make sure Sid got down to town. Well, and the (laughs) other thing that's pretty incredible is like from all accounts from Hogan to then in WCW, when it was Nash and Goldberg and stuff, they all said Sid's number one priority was softball softball, which is fucking cool. If you want to, you know, hit a ball 500 feet. Awesome. But wouldn't you be pissed if you're like, so wait a minute, the guy that asked off three months so he can go with his traveling team is about the main event WrestleMania with Hogan, but I've got to go do something else. Like, I like that. Fuck that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Crazy. Yeah. Sid. What a great And guy. his career is so long. That's the other thing. Last thing about Sid is because if you start, right, it's the start with Hogan and Flair 92. Well, actually before that with the skyscrapers and WCW mm-hmm. and it was him 
and you know all of that and then uh teddy long is his manager then he does the stuff with hogan then he does the stuff back in wcw with like the four horsemen and all of that ecw he has a run in ecw that fucking actually kicked ass it was pretty cool and then yeah his coming back to wwe then going to wc like what a fucking career what a career oh yeah crazy stuff well it was a crazy. fun trip back in time it's so fun. It's so fun it to is. enjoy it. But that was yesteryear. This is today year. I don't know what the yeah. We'll roll with it. Nailed it. Tom, uh, let's talk about some AEW Dynamite last night. I said it earlier. I see plus B minus range show, right? Felt like there was a lot of just kind of like, all right, we've got oops, we've got an extra week to go here. I would say I agree with you, except for I will give them credit that the cliffhanger, a uh, cliffhanger, the cliffhanger at the end made it worth it. Right. So it was kind of like, okay, 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 okay. But then we'll get to it. But the acclaim getting jumped and then that final little shot of MJF and Samoa Joe and Samoa Joe just giggling and walking away. Yeah. That made it worth it. Right. So let's all talk about it. All right. Yeah. We'll talk more about so, it later. Yeah. 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 So. We kick off AEW Dynamite with a promo. Tony Schiavone's backstage, and he brings up uh, MJF. MJF wearing a 2024 jacket. Did you catch that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know what that was about, but well, it, it's the bidding war of 2024. It's coming. Right. right. We know. Um, I This is several weeks running now. We've opened the show with MJF promo. I like it because he, he cuts a good one, right? He gets you invested. Um, so he comes to the screen. I, I don't hate the idea of it's a perk of being the champion that you open the show with whatever fucking message you want, right? Like, well, I like collision uh, when w- the thing that I like about, oh, how I love collision collisions starts, opening. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could say to a new person, right? I, this person does not know wrestling. Hey, I'd like to watch collision. Would you mind watching it with me? Sure. And you turn it on and they set the table right tonight. FTR, we're going to kick your ass. and t- Like, you don't even have to you know do what? anything. Like, they help you. I think you even, yeah, so you do a couple of those for whatever's going to happen tonight, right? You get some promos going for the matches. But then you also get the champion gets the final word, right? And then we're yeah. live into the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tonight, I yeah, reign supreme yeah. or whatever it is, you know, or yeah, I don't want to wrestle tonight. I got tonight. the night off because exactly. I'm the yeah. boss. Kind of like when we went to Dynamite in Kansas City and Christian Cage cut that promo backstage where he's like so i got this an hour free tv to kick you know like you could be a heel and do it that way as well mm-hmm. so yeah i do like that it's it's very cool uh but this starts off with mjf talking about how he's excited that daniel garcia is going to challenge him he sees potential now side note i don't know if you saw his social media but you know how double xl do you know about double xl the ma- the magazine Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They'll do their freshman list, right, of best yes. rappers and stuff like that. MJF yes, okay. MJF got Garcia, yeah. uh, Vikingo. did his own freshman list. Right. Yeah, did his own freshman list. And so it was kind of like this, like, hey, I actually like this kid kind of promo, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but MJF puts over Garcia, and he's like, hey, tonight, are you going to be a professional wrestler or are you going to be a sports entertainer? And Garcia's like, I'm going to be a professional wrestler. And they walk off. 
right? Well, I love that he said sports entertainer and got like right in Menard's oh. face and then just fucking flipped him off. Flipped off like, just, yeah, cool hand. Yeah. That was a great impression, too. That was spot oh, yeah. on. Spot on. Spot on. Yeah. yeah. And so then they leave. And then MJF is like, hey, I'm going to call call up my best friend, Adam Cole, which keep this in mind, Tim, because I've got a theory. Okay. Keep this in mind. Yeah. This bugged me a little bit, right? And I get it. It's television. We got to move things along, right? But he's like, oh, hold on. I'm so upset. I got to call Adam. I'm just going to share it to the screen. Instantly share it to the yeah, screen but- that's right here that, like, I didn't have to, like, search, pull it down, find the source. Yeah, I mean, but we you all know how the fuck. Wanna- we all know how you fucking connect to a screen and it doesn't work yeah. like that. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but you also don't want a spinning screen and they look like amateurs. No, I want to so, see yeah. his fucking, I want to see his screen on the top. Then I want to see him like Get pull down, out pull up his apps and scroll through and be like, Get oop, tender. <laughs> Get out of here. Don't do fucking that. Pornhub That's premium. That's a- <laughs> so Adam Cole is not there at the show. Okay. Adam Cole is not at Dynamite. Or is he? No, well, so he says, Hey, MJF, I'm so sorry I can't be there. I wish I was there. Um, but I really want you to team with Samoa Joe so we can keep these titles. And then when I get healthy, essentially, like, then it's my title, right? But like, don't go one on two against the ass boys because they might beat you. That's a, what he's alluding to, essentially, right? As he's talking, the kingdom wheels in, Adam, you know, and Roderick Strong being a fucking prick. He hits that now, even in mid Have you caught that? Like, he was doing a promo somewhere. He was like, even my best friend Adam and I were talking the other day. Like, he hits it yeah. every time. <laughs> and so they have a little back and forth. And uh, MJF walks off. And he's like, get these fucking guys out of here. And then uh, Roger Strong says, wouldn't that be something that the devil would do? Just storm off like that? It's time to remind people who roderick strong is because he kind of feels like people are taking him lightly which they are because look yeah, at he him. sold that well like he was like no no fuck these people yeah right like which, i'm ready to fucking throw down which maybe so we'll keep that in mind and so then we get the opening sequence of aw dynamite and we start off with a world championship match and it is mjf versus danny garcia it was fine mjf wins right like this is where kind of what we were talking about because there wasn't much story, and let's be honest, two weeks before the pay-per-view, I don't think a new champion's going to be crowned, and they're going to switch yeah. it up on MJF. MJF yeah. wins. And no, so what wins. it does do is it does highlight Daniel Garcia, but again, this is one where like, we've highlighted Daniel Garcia a lot. Are we going to do something with it or not? Right? Like We all that's, are on board with him. We're ready for it. Do something with it. That's the point that I was thinking about, is because we kind of did this when it was Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson. And then we kind of did it when it was Daniel Garcia and yep. Chris Jericho. And it's like, yeah, we've established who he is. He's a badass up and comer. So, so come brother, him up let's... here or whatever. I don't know what yeah. saying. Yeah. Come yeah. him up. That's an episode title, right? <laughs> Easy. Uh, so after the match, MJF is like, Hey, let's shake hands. And then daddy magic says no. And pushes him aside. And then they walk off. Here's where I'm confused about Matt Menard and Daniel Garcia. I don't get it. So Matt Menard is saying, Daniel Garcia, stop fucking dancing. Get serious. Right? Right? Isn't that what he's saying? Yeah, they say stop doing the dance. Yeah. 
but, but they're sports, sports entertainers. entertainers. Yeah, are they, and they're so still then, rolling with that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then he would dance if he's a sports enter. So it's a it's a mixed message of. Yeah. Yeah. We I need to do something. I, I'm all for. Let's find a way. Maybe Daniel Garcia can be Daniel Garcia 2.0. Can go back to being 2.0 and being the zany heels that they are that they do amazingly well. Right. To where yeah. you like these guys, but you know, like. Oh. I want to punch him in the face, right? Like even mm-hmm. I, as much as I love him, I want to invite him over. I want to hang out and drink beers with him, but I also would punch him in the face during that process, right? Like let them yeah. do that on their own in the tag team division, which by the way, like why not? Like we need like tag teams again, right? Like what's going on here? Let's do that. Yeah. Let's get them a million percent. I imagine agree. let's do it. Yep. So that's how our first segment ends. And then we go right into our second match, which is a house show. And it's Sting and Darby Allen versus the Outrunners. Why this was on TV, I don't get it. Like, this was a house show match. It was three minutes. It was, it was a house show match. This felt like a dark match or an elevation match, right? That we yeah. would see. And, and I get it. These dark runners, like, I get it. I get why they'll be a crowd favorite. Like, they're cheeky people, you know. Oh, I mean, Outrunners? You know, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get yeah. it. I get it. Um, but cool. Again, then cool. Sign these guys and let's have them again in a tag team division, right? But, like, this felt weird for this placement for this show leading into pay-per-view time here. Like yeah. these guys aren't going to be around for another months from what well, I'm and I think, why are they here? And I think what the purpose is, if I'm peeking behind the curtain is, Hey, Sting's about to wrap up. Let's get all the crowds that he's about to be in front of a match. Right. And so three minutes, he does a scorpion death lock. Cool. Right. But I guess I'll even guess hear my, you that if this was real, right again, we're in the kayfabe world that we do have a big pay-per-view coming up so we're not gonna i'm not gonna go hard i'm gonna have a tune-up match right it's almost like sparring right so i'm gonna wrestle daniel garcia tonight if i'm mjf right which is it's not easy but it's not i'm not going up against samoa joe right like it's same thing here right i'm gonna go against fucking outrunners here whatever the fuck we call these guys right yeah but it's not i'm not going up against the young bucks right right yeah um I just felt like with as much talent as we have, this is where they need to travel, right? Like this is where I think you need to have people on the road getting reps in like Julia Hart, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, And so, yeah, I just felt like it was kind of there and it happened, but we move on and we get a sit down interview and it's in black and white, Tim. And that's because it's timeless Tony storm and Hikaru Shida. And nothing too crazy here. Sheeta promises to beat her again. Tony Storm says, you're not going to. Tony Storm killed all of this. Tony Storm oh, yeah. is so great. Like, I, at one point when she was like, when you pin me for the one, two, three, <laughs> she just, everything is so great. And her explanation for, like, why she had to become this was, uh-huh. like, like, I had to become, I can't remember, like, how she said it, but it fit perfectly. Like, God damn it. Some of the best character work in pro wrestling, bar none, right now, is being done by Tony Storm. Just yeah, murdering I, it. Love I like it. all of what she's doing right now because it's not too off the beaten path. We're like, what the fuck is this? But it still kind of is different. Obviously, black and white, and gets you the look. I remember the other thing was she was like, "Thank you, Mister Chavon." <laughs> Fucking love Tony Storm. It's awesome. Yeah, Tony Storm is great. Here's the thing that. No offense. I love Hikaru Shida. I think if any woman could benefit from a manager, it's Hikaru Shida. 
because you look at the history of the best matches in women's AEW history. She's there. Mm-hmm. Of the 10, she probably has six of them. Yep. And I'm not saying you have to speak English or fuck off because Shinsuke Nakamura over in WWE when he was doing that Seth Rollins stuff was captivating as fuck, right? Yeah. But when you have kind of half sentences and you don't know the inflection of what word to say. Yeah, but even her like body language and, and like her talk, like yeah. it, it's it's all yeah, it's it's none of it's believable. Yeah. I mean there's there's right. a lot that needs to be done. I'm I assert that even from what I see, and maybe it's because she's uncomfortable, even if we were in her native language, it doesn't look like she's got a whole lot of acting chops, right? So right. Like, there's still some of that there. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, this is where obviously not Paul Heyman, but you could use a someone, and I don't even need a heel. You could have not Alex uh, hype man, but someone like that to help out Hikaru Shida. Yeah, didn't we get uh, like? Wasn't there a couple, what happened? To, wasn't Madison Rain here doing something? Like, wasn't she? Uh, like, wasn't somebody back there? Like, get somebody that can speak for these ladies, right? Like you said, yeah. it doesn't have to be heel, um, right. but uh, you know, you could you could definitely get some folks in there. Yeah, so that's where I would do that again, but. We'll see what happens. So we got that match at the pay-per-view and we keep it moving. Next up on the docket, it is a one-on-one match between Pinta El Zero Miedo versus whose house? Swerve Strickland. And this was fun, right? This felt like the most, you know, of the matches of like, this is the most like, like for like competition we're getting here right it was going away from this norm of what we were talking about for the day of like oh they're wrestling this person that's interesting right um so this this was good again it just wasn't really advancing much of the storyline until until post-match you know we got a little bit there but yes um so Swerve Strickland gets the victory. Again, we get all the fun moves, Canadian destroyers, breaking ankles, breaking All the flips and the shit. All the flips, all the stuff, Death Valley drivers, all the stuff. All the holding of the hand. Yep. And after the match. the thigh slaps. We got a lot of thigh slaps in this one. Yeah. But after the match, Swerve Strickland's like, I'm taking this motherfucker's mask off. Fuck this guy. And he goes, I'm going to untie this mask. <laughs> and Hangman Adam Page, all in black, comes running into the ring, and he's swinging a chair. And he gets his hands on Swerve Strickland with this chair, and he wears him around like a hat. <laughs> then he does the dead eye. Well, yeah. then he does the dead eye off the stage through tables. And what I loved about this is, so he does the move, but in pro wrestling, a pro wrestling trope, I guess you could say, is then we both fall down and we're done for the segment, right? Not Hangman. Hangman does the fucking move and he's like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill Like He's still like, I'm yeah. going to fucking strangle this guy. Well, yeah, That's what you, I love you about. was in your house yeah. hovering over my baby's crib. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I thought it was, it threw me a little bit because Hangman comes in, like you said, he's all in black. He's got his chair. He's swinging and to our longtime trained eye here, he's clearly having to overly, like, wildly swing to allow Swerve to get out of the way, right? To get out of yeah. the wing. Like, so it, it missed a little bit for me because I'm like, oh, he wasn't supposed to hit him, and, like, Swerve took too long to roll out. 
But then he just proceeded to roll out after him and beat the shit out of him with yeah. the chair anyway. And I was like, well, why didn't you just fucking hit him when you were in the ring? I don't understand nah. what's going on. Got it. Got that's a behind the, the curtain peek. Yeah, that's a yeah. behind the curtain peek. That wasn't the spot, brother. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no. But this is good, right? This all fits. Again, it fits. One, you know, we're not dipping deep into the creative bucket to write this here, right? Um, but it fits. It fits for the storyline. And I think I'm just ready for this match. I kind of don't know, you know, we got our picks coming up next week, yeah, but uh, I don't know which way we're going to go quite yet, but I got some ideas. Ooh, okay. I'm interested to hear that because I really want to see you in that shirt again. Um, All right, so. This one that you can buy at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Spanish announce table for only $20 or so-ish. Yeah. Um, but the other one. <laughs> The Jeff Jarrett one. I like you in that one. Oh, it looks yeah. great on you. Yeah. yeah. No, like I said, you're going to wear it. And I'm going to make sure I wear it on a run on, like, the hottest day that I can find over the next couple of weeks. Uh, and then, like, just throw it in the backseat of my car, right? And just drive around town. Leave it parked outside for a while and then deliver it to you. Fake news. Maybe in, like, a uh, foil-lined bag. We next get <laughs> a match that I was confused on. Again, I left for Germany. I didn't pay attention. I disconnected. I went 100% all in on Chiefs and Germany and all of that. So mm-hmm. you went on the championship. Stuff. I did. And I got this mug. Look at yeah. that. Frankfurt Chiefs. Nice. Um, so wrestling news and kind of storylines uh, I didn't keep up with. So this was surprising to me. So Don Callis does like a promo for a video game, but says the Don Callis family is ready for serious violence next week against Jericho, Omega, Abushi, and Paul White. So my question is, we ain't doing that at the pay-per-view? Like, Paul White's coming back, but he ain't going to be at the, It's going to be Dynamite? Like, that seems oh, weird that you Dynamite? Would be like, it's, not, it's next week? Pay-per-view's full, brother. Well, but it wasn't, but then it did. Because Don Callis says all that stuff. <laughs> We go backstage and Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega are standing there and they're like, yeah, we're ready for this fight. And then the young bucks walk up and it was like, oh, I remember doing this with Kenny. And Jericho's like, you guys are pricks. And the bucks are basically like, we're keeping you relevant. And there's this little like who started and all this stuff. We could beat you. Yeah. And it gets to the point where Kenny Omega throughout this entire time isn't really saying anything, kind of just looking down. And then he's like, all right, if you guys are going to be whiny little bitches, then, yeah, we'll fight you. Because, like, you're the best tag team, but we definitely think we can beat you on one. That was his thing. He was like, you keep saying it like, who's the best tag team in the world? He's like, I mean, if the question is who's the best tag team in the world, it's you. It's obvious. I don't want to fight you. He's like, but if you're asserting that, like, we can't, he's like, I mean, I have. Right? Yeah. Like, are we just going to not mention these folks? And these folks yeah. are like, if you're going to say it can't, well, now, you know, yeah. you're going to be a whiny bitch about it. Now I got to, yeah. I loved right. it. I loved it. Like, that's so real of like how, you know, like if you're annoyed with a friend and they're being all hot shit, you're going to be like, listen, guy. Well, and that's what time, I liked about it is because it was, a, it, was a, it was a slow burn, right? It wasn't, we're punching each other backstage. It was just a, like, okay, then we're oh. going to find out. You know this what I mean? This was real good too, right? So when the Young Bucks came in and they were interrupting, right? They were like, they were like, oh, hey, good to see you. Hang out here with your friend or whatever. They were like, something about the dressing room, right? And they were like, they were like, we're back there. They were like, but 
you know, Jericho's bag was too big, right? Like taking a diss at him or whatever. And then at the end, all that said and done, Omega says this thing and on the way out, Jericho was like, and by the way, I have my yeah. own dressing room. Right. <laughs> like, like, well, fucking nerds. What are you talking about? Like, I can't get that shit. Fucking um, loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Thought it was great. Uh, so the stipulation, though, is, and it's subtle, right? It's, hey, Young Bucks, we remembered that you got this number one uh, contender match. But if we beat you, we take that. And the Young Bucks said, cool. Well, we're tired of you fucking hanging out with our friends. So if we beat you, this shit's done. Golden no Jets. That's fucking mm-hmm. stupid. It's a dumb hockey name. Get out of here. Name. Right? Yeah, get out of here. And so we're getting that. I like, as I mentioned, I like that it wasn't this knockdown drag out fight because, I mean, how many times can the elite break up, right? How many times can we have them? They're together. They're not. They're together, right. But if we're just dysfunctional do family them, there. Yeah. Right. But if we're just going to do like, uh, hey, we're going to fight tonight and we're going to be cool in two weeks if an invasion happens, right? Like, I think that's okay. But if you do it too many times, then what the it fuck only are works we when you're somebody like Eddie Kingston, right? Eddie Kingston and John Moxley all believe it to the end of time, right? Because oh, they're yeah. like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they probably fight every two weeks and then they call each other and be like, you ready to go fishing or what? You're like, all right, fine, yeah. whatever, motherfucker, right? Or go yeah. to the bar or whatever. Like, yeah. Or they fight. They don't talk to each other until one person calls up and be like, I need you. I got to fight these motherfuckers over here. Be like, all right, I'll be there in five minutes, right? And then everything's yeah. cool again <laughs> until they yeah. fucking fight again, you know? And yeah, it's, so yeah. I believe that. But this situation is like, they well, get their feelings hurt about not, sh- like, are you saying they're a better friend than me? Is what this whole elite group has always felt like to me, right? The whole yeah. Bullet Buck Brothers Club, they're always mad because somebody's hanging out with the other one more than the other one. Yeah. It's even transferring thing- over to Adam Cole and, and fucking MJF at this point. That's well, the, the longing. That- that's the lasting legacy of the Bullet Club. Bunch of whiny fucking friends that are fucking have no self-esteem about their goddamn relationships with each other. So pro wrestling fans. I was saying oh. though. That's why um, it's so popular. Top ten go. years of the Spanish announce table, and we, we fucking broke the code. Is the why the we young broke. bucks are popular? God, we damn broke it. the code. Holy shit! It only took us ten and a half years. <laughs> we got it though. <laughs> but uh, what I was going to say is the thing that you're running the risk of is because again, this is a pay per view, right? The thing you're running the risk is young bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman. Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Jericho. Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Abushi. Young Bucks versus you know, and then it's like Kenny Omega versus how many other fucking people do you want to wrestle the Young Bucks? Like that's where you gotta maybe pump the brakes because that'll get old super quick. It's just lost and luster. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Whoever right. wins this, it doesn't mean anything. Neither of them are like the king shit, the alpha male in their friend group now. All of a sudden, like it's just weird. Yeah, the only thing I could think that would be kind of cool. Is if Jericho and Omega win, seeing them take on Ricky Starks and Big Bill, like kind of, you know what I, I mean? Because the dynamics, right? Because Ricky Starks, Jericho, they have some history. I also, don't hate Ricky Starks and Big Bill. This feels like an improvement over end zone Cass. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? A million percent, two million <laughs> yeah. percent. Ricky yeah. Starks is so fucking cool. And the thing I love about the tag team is we know who the leader is, right? It's not this like oh, yeah. we're equals. Yeah, it's Ricky no. Starks. He's the bodyguard who's a wrestler, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And Big Bill. Yeah. He's the muscle. Love He's it. what allows Ricky Starks to talk so much shit without getting punched in the mouth. Yes, exactly. All yes. right. So, Tim, I want your opinion on this one because this may be some controversy as far as the booking of it, brother. We get. 
up next the ring of honor tv title match champion samoa joe taking on challenger keith lee and this is meat one damn it. million percent before we talk about this match i'm gonna hit this fucking nail again aew if you you want to stick out you want to be different you want to have your own unique identity and culture you have to have to have to create the meat division there has to be a meat division now i know in pro wrestling we should and normally have called this the heavyweight division however we've moved past that it's pro wrestling and especially with the branding here right so we're going to stick with meat division and get that's your claim here right we've got the best big men in the business the meat division can you imagine the branding of having the meat champion (laughs) you know what i mean the meat division champion just these big sweaty bastards man god damn it and this is prime why this was awesome this was fun you got the crowd really behind this i think at least for this short blip in time you know wwe did the 24 7 title for a couple years run with the meat division for a while oh please and and because of what the meat champion would look like it's not like someone can make fun of them right it's not exactly. like you're gonna be like, oh Keith Lee. yeah He's like fucking throw you 10 rows yes. into the fucking crowd you know what i mean think so, of the sponsorship deals with meat companies fucking bacon and meat yeah armies god damn it yeah armies the meat they would sponsor this in a heartbeat they love wrestling over there i love wrestling we all love wrestling yeah Yeah. um do you love arby's so that's okay uh mickey james (laughs) easy 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 easy. all right so let's talk about it here so (laughs) we get them fighting doing all the things shoulder tackles slapping me bombs all Mm -hmm. the stuff it ends with a rear naked choke where keith lee does not tap but passes out and samoa joe retains the championship so before we get to that what did you think of that result because to the best of my knowledge i haven't seen keith lee dominated that was shocking in its own Lee didn't get like you can't like you know there's one thing to get knocked out right and get pinned or can't get back in the ring right or you get disqualified yeah or even submitting to an ankle lock right like you got got in a thing and they're gonna break your arm so you gotta submit right because you can't get out but getting choked out lifeless because you can't stop it is something that's never happened to keith lee in his life i can't he's got the arm size to get around his neck right like uh yeah, I. it was interesting because of the shocking thing. I thought this was going to be the side path that Samoa Joe takes, right? I thought before we found out what would happen next, I thought this would keep Samoa Joe busy while MJF deals with Jay White, you know, all the other people. And then once we're done with those things, then we'll get to Joe. And, Apparently and not. Jeff. No. So. Apparently not in a big fucking way. Yeah, so Joe wins, and then post-match, he says, hey, guess what? I'm going after the big title. I'm vacating this, so I'm the greatest TV champ. We all fucking know that. Suck a dick. Someone else take it. I'm going after AEW championship. I don't think the announcers knew he was going to say it either because they seem taken aback by it. He hit it well. Like He was talking about the title, and then we're just like, so as of now, I'm relinquishing this. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Because yeah. it's such a unique move, right? Because 
All right, so we've got picks coming up, right? Not to spoil each other's mm-hmm. picks or anything, but like if you're mm-hmm. just person picking, predicting what's happening here, MJF, Jay White, right? We're like, ah, Jay White's probably not going to win. MJF might win. Even maybe you think MJF's going to, you know, Jay White's going to win. Samoa Joe, even if even if MJF wins and Samoa Joe's the next guy to face MJF, I didn't really get the feel that like we're taking the title off of MJF for Samoa Joe, but yet pro wrestling folklore also tells us. He doesn't give up a title saying I'm coming for another one to not get it, does he? <laughs> like, to right. fail? That That's seems weird part. that a guy like Samoa Joe, I, you know, we can have another character do that, right? And then have, like, Hangman feels great for that, right? With his anxiety yeah. problems right? or his self-esteem yeah. problems, right? Mm-hmm. Give up one title because I'm going after another one and also not get that one is great stuff for other people. But Samoa Joe, that feels weird. So, now it has me spinning like a Samoa Joe about to win this goddamn world title. Is he? I, I don't know. Is he is Samoa so, Joe the devil? Well, he's not the devil. We the the devil we've seen is clearly not Samoa Joe, but yeah, Samoa Joe is way bigger than the devil that we have seen three times um, the size. Yeah, but here's the thing about the next ROH TV champion. It can't be someone established, right? So it can't be Keith Lee. I mean, it could be, but then you're just going to be like, well, you're not the real champ. You got choked out by Joe. So, Well, it just leaves the door for Joe to come back and be like, all right, I'm ready for it back now if whenever he's done with this MJF thing. But, but yeah, who would you you give give it to? Would you give it to an up-and-comer to like then if Joe does say that, then this up-and-comer who he never faced – it maybe is a legit Yeah, champion. I would go with a non-meat person, right? So that that way, if this person starts to go on a mini run and we've got to end it, it's believable that Samoa Joe comes in and beats up on small person, right? Or, or whatever, right? Um, or gets him yeah. to that next level. Because one person that I thought would maybe beat Joe for the TV championship would be Mark Briscoe. I thought, mm, you know, mm, give him that's something. That's a good like, one. No, that's a great perfect. one. And more on but Mark Briscoe now. later. But that's a real good one. But not now, because... One, Mark Briscoe lost to him, and Mark Briscoe is already Ring of Honor, right? Like, you put the two together. So, yeah, he's also not necessarily up and coming. Like, that's what I'm know, saying. I mean, yeah. So if you if you did like a Lee Moriarty, right, and have him win the TV championship, and then he starts taking off, and he's like, "I'm the fucking shit. I'm the fucking shit." And then Joe, action Andretti guy that you had, yeah, or whatever that you were trying right. to get over. Yeah. Yeah, someone like that, because then. Joe can come back and be like, you think you're a no, ring the of adults are in the room now. Right. And then Lee or action. Then they, w- then the championship would oh, be a little bit Is there bit anybody more that's doing that? Is there anybody that's a shit talker? That's like a, you know what I mean? Like almost like a Stokely Hathaway, like a small guy. That's a shit talker. Right. That can maybe go on a run. And then yeah. Joe's like, look, bitch, I didn't and even ring want this, Honor- but I can't let you have it because you annoy me. So let's end this. Yeah. Ring of honor. I don't think so. Cause the only person. Is, yeah, is another ring, of, ring honor. of honor for one but. well no the only person i can think of is already ring of honor certified and that would be dalton castle right dalton mm. Ca- but he already faced dalton castle you know what i mean Fuck. and so what did kind he of in a, on that i saw recently what was he just on was it Clash oh he was uh yeah he was on the acclaimed yeah he wrestled the acclaimed on God, the 69 day yeah yes on the, yeah. yeah the promo days. they had where he was like, I'm inviting Max, and they're like, no, god damn it. He's like, I just want to 69 him. And he's like, did you see this? I don't think you, he might have been gone. or I don't I mean, Yeah, like, I didn't see it, but I read it. Yeah, and he's like, no. He's like, god damn it, we're not going to 69 Max. We're going to 69 all of you on 69 day. I was like, god. Loved it. So good. Yeah. It was, 
yeah, that was great. But as far as this, it's very Dalton interesting because, yeah, we'll see who it is. Because got to get more Dalton kind of, Castle in my life. I, we need him on Dynamite. Sorry. But it kind of makes Ring of Honor – like, and again, we know it's a secondary promotion. So, And here's the thing, too, because these, these fed fucks that I see online are like, oh, that means they just shit on it. Bitch, first off, Impact Wrestling had a cash in the X Division so you can get the championship shot, and then you're no longer the X Division champ. Option so C. Fuck you. Yeah, we've been doing that for years. And then also, don't even name like, anything cool. It was just option yeah. C. <laughs> and don't act like a fucking NXT champ would do the same thing. Keith or Kevin Owens damn near did it when he came up as the NXT champ and took on John Cena. So fuck off, guys, a little bit, cocksuckers. Anyhow. I'm interested to know what happens to the title, but like you said, it seems like a big risk for a legend like Joe to do that and then not get any payoff. So we'll see. Well, and it just adds to this, like MJF's got nowhere to go, man. Like, Love it. Love and now the it. guy, yeah, the juxtaposition that we get later too with Joe is like earlier, like just now we get him being like, I'm giving up something that people never obtain, even though they try their hardest to get. I'm giving it up because I want your version of that thing. And I won't stop until I fucking get it. And I'm going to murder you in the process to what we get later with him. You know what I mean? Like Samoa Joe is a creepy bastard, man. Samoa Joe is a fucking all time legend. I will be side note. We'll get back into our recap. I was not a ring of honor guy in 2005 or six or whatever. And all that. I obviously remember him from TNA. Cause one of my favorite all time matches is the triple threat with Christopher Daniels, AJ styles and Samoa Joe. But I also was never like, and then the storyline after Kurt angle and made of it mafia. Like I was never, but now like in 2023, when I got the ring of honor uh, subscription and you start looking, you're like, motherfucker, this is like, he's good maybe the greatest you know what i mean like you know what else he is he's fat he is fat <laughs> but god damn he is like i respect his career on so many different levels now taking a step back in the the necro butcher match the fucking matches in tna the t- matches in uh oh, nxt he's, he's always had the charisma of everybody look at me right grab that microphone he starts talking even if you're not like it's he doesn't have the charisma of like everybody's watching when he grabs the microphone but when he grabs the microphone and starts talking you go like i'm sorry what is this guy saying right like you you understand something big's oh. about to happen there's an intensity that you're like am i in tr- is he speaking to me or do i well, <laughs> like look around and protect somebody like what's going on here and he can deliver one-liners. Let's not forget what he did to Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar, when the three of, when it was Joe, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, and Joe is cutting a promo on Brock Lesnar, but Brock Lesnar is looking at Roman Reigns, and Joe goes, look at me when I'm killing you. Uh-huh. And Brock yeah. Lesnar goes, you motherfucker. Like, yeah. legit gets mad. And Joe's like, yeah, what the fuck you gonna do? Like, <laughs> that's Joe. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Joe the has always had man. that, like, because it's also believable, right? Like, yeah. anybody walking anywhere i understand there's a few swole big dudes who don't have fear but like anybody sizes small joe up in any walk of life in any setting in any public arena anywhere anywhere you go okay and if he starts going i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna beat the shit out of you and take your wallet you're like oh fuck oh shit shit yeah so even if you think you can fight and you're big you know you've got a fight on your hands just by looking at this guy so yeah 
he sells it well. He's perfect. Yeah, he's great. Andy's Samoan, so you know you're in for a real fucking fight. So anyhow, uh, let's keep it moving here. So we'll get back into it. Uh, Orange Cassidy, legit. Haven't met a Samoan that couldn't fucking throw me and you at the same time while we're struggling to make them not across fucking football field. (laughs) Trust me. Yeah, independence. You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So then Orange Cassidy, he cuts a serious promo, says he's going to beat John Moxley. Neat. Uh. Next up. The guns beat the Bollywood boys. Sure. Uh, yeah, that was interesting, right? Why are they here now? I did, when did that happen? Did that happen before? Did I know that already that they were I here? Don't I don't know. They're still a I thing. Like, are, were they a tag team before they were the Bollywood boys? I don't. I don't know what they. Do. I don't. Know. But they beat them up, and then they cut. When did they dance? The worst... Huh? Then when did the Bollywood boys dance? Or is that just the other place? Sorry, that's right. No, they danced uh, at this episode, but it didn't mean no, did anything. They, the Bollywood boys? Yeah, I know. Yeah, they were, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, the... God, they're still yeah. even doing the gimmick? Fucking yeah. Jesus. But then the guns cut a promo, which I will say they got booed heavily, so that's the purpose. Great. But they fucking suck at promos. They are <sighs> not good. Yeah. Not good. They're not good. I Like... You can hate them, and that's good because that's the, the desired result. The only thing I would do suck. with them to make them good is is you've got to make them just despicable and 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 like just sophomoric and, and idiotic, right? To where you're like, it's not funny, man. And they'll be like, yeah, well, I know, <laughs> right? Like, like even though they're laughing at it, they knew it wasn't funny either. It was to piss you off, right? And that's why they're laughing. Yeah. Well, but what I'm saying is like they got visibly upset, and I don't think they were supposed to cuss. I think uh, the the one that tippy toes everywhere, and he was like, "We don't give a shit." I'm like, I think you just got flustered because the crowd got to you, and you don't know what to say, and that yeah. is a sign of a shit promo. So, they're shit. Well, they got work to do, no doubt. I haven't said like guns are are ready, good and ready, right? Again, I think they're a fine tag team, run for a tag team division, and this is fine, right? Third and fourth guy in a faction, fine. But again, this is a pretty heavy spot in the show. Leading into a pay-per-view, it felt odd for them to, to be delivering here. Can I tell you a secret? I'm kind of done with the gangbang group. Oh, yeah. Look, the shtick is what it is. They're not going to come with anything new either, right? This is what I was saying about the acclaimed. I was like, when the scissoring ends, what do we do? This gangbang club, same thing, right? Like, when we can't go guns up and bang, bang, gang, I will give them this. Nice touch on a cardboard cutout of the AW world title now strapped to the hands of the cardboard Jay white, like good stuff. Good, good attention to detail there. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you another secret that goes over my head. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it yeah. because what I do get is if there was a member, if he's not there. Yes. Not there. But when it's fucking Jay white when is he's there, right there. Yeah. I don't get what this is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, when Adam Cole's injured, it'd be funny if MJF's oh. running around with a cardboard cutout of Adam Cole, right? And then they have the tag team title, so he's got the cardboard cutout of the tag team title on there. Perfect. A million percent. Yeah. That I understand and I get. But when the – like Again. I re- the way yeah. it happened – hold on. The way it happened was there was one week that Jay White wasn't there and Juice Robinson brought it. And that made sense. But then they kept going with it and it lost me. Also, it lost me. Uh, the Austin gun, this is maybe, this is again, maybe where I'm just being a negative Nancy and it's fine, but this cocksucker has to stop fucking tiptoeing every fucking where he goes. 
watch him he acts like he's fucking cool and he uh. does this like this like pink panther tiptoe thing when he wrestles and he walks and it's like dude you're so fucking lame and again maybe that's the desired thing but it's like i it's go away heat right it's like now tim i'll tell you another secret and the audience i may be still holding on to at the AEW show two shows ago when colton gunn wanted to get in my face as if i was doing something to him and i'll fuck him up i will fuck him up he is not anything. I watched him play basketball. I watched him wrestle. Fuck. I'll beat the fuck out of you. I'll hit no, you with I my would, goddamn tumor. I have not seen that guy play basketball. I've seen him wrestle. I, I would beat that guy in basketball. And I haven't played basketball in months. Like, I, I yeah, would be. But anyhow, anyhow, I just, the, the game, the, everything, excuse me. I'm over it. But that's just me. Let's get back to it. I don't want to go too far into this. Um, John Moxley. Cut a promo that I was confused on. So let me hear what you thought. So he says, hey, full gear. When we land, uh, we're going to fight. But then he says gang warfare. So is. But, but this is so, a one-on-one match, right? Like it's not. Right. Yeah. And then, But then Yuta at the end is like, look, I'm going to kick your ass. And I'm like, what are we talking about? Now they announced next week. I believe it's going to be Moxley and Yuta versus Hook and Cassidy, which is if we're saying that cool, but they were all talking about the pay-per-view. So I'm, I'm way confused on Again, what the fuck happened if, there. Yeah. Cause if we were getting like BCC versus Hook, Cassidy and best friends or something. Okay. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand know. it either. We're, we're getting a lot of shit and Hook needs to do Hook Again. brother. It felt like we were stretching to get a Moxie promo is what it felt like. And because we know a Moxie promo can be like, all right, okay. But like, again, it just felt like forced. A lot of this week felt forced to me. Well, a lot of it uh, forced going back to this gimmick storyline, whatever you want to call it. Hook needs to do something, brother. What you're just standing now. Like, I think you're fucking cool. I think you're awesome. You know what I would like? instead of Big months. Bill and Ricky Starks, a tag team of Ricky Starks and Hook, like the juxtaposition of the two different types of cool guy, right? Um, those two guys trying to like make an odd couple tag team work might be fine, but like, yeah, Hook's got to do something, man. Like something. What the fuck? And I don't even like. The, like I don't even want it to be the idea I just came up with. Hook's got to do something now that is Hook related, yes. right? It's got to be yes. about Hook. Hook is the cool guy. Let's let him be the cool guy doing something cool. This ain't it. Standing in the background while Orange Cassidy says the same promo he said for the last four weeks. Yeah. It, and, and, and he hasn't said anything, right? He hasn't been like, Yuda, you think you're the future? I'm the future. Like, he hasn't even, even given us a, he hasn't even given us a word, right? Like, and he was yeah. like co-signed. He's not even being a hype man. He's just standing yeah. there. He's not even eating I, chips. I, Fuck. I don't know. I'm not. Chips for this motherfucker. Look, I've got the Hook uh, Ultimate Edition. I, they don't call it Ultimate Edition. I do. But it's coming in the mail tomorrow. It has the FTW Championship. It has a bag of chips. Mm. It has a backpack, all that stuff. I'll tell you this. That has more going on than currently Hook does. Yeah. The action figure has more things that I can look at than what Hook is doing. So, I don't know, I, man. What do you do? All right. So, Tom's got the pencil. Hook's got to do something. Is Hook staying face? Is Hook going heel? Or What are we doing with Hook? Right now, if we said, Tom, give Hook's got to be elevated to a star that we're going to feature on TV, 
What are we doing? Yes. So, you know how Wardlow kind of started off with, I'm walking through people and I walk back, fuck you. More of that. Now, I wouldn't have him be a, a heel, right? He can still give chips to Renee, right? If if it's Renee wants yeah. a, a, a backstage Aloof interview. cool, right? Yeah. Because this is what I would do is because it doesn't seem like he can cut a promo yet, which is fine. It's okay. Agree. So aloof this, cool, right? Yeah. 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 This is how I would do it is tonight Hook takes on Yuta for the FTW championship. Renee walks backstage and wants a word with Hook. Hook is in his locker room. He's sitting there. She walks up. He goes, I don't really want to talk. Here's some chips. She says, thanks. That's the segment. But what he does is he walks out, he chokes people out, and then what I would have him do that makes him a little bit more than just that guy is when people are like, hey, chill, he says, I don't need to chill. The FTW champion is not um, uh, beholden to AEW. This is my championship. Yeah. I do what I want. And then that's yeah. where he can you choke chill, out of. Yeah. yeah, that's where it, to where not get tony khan on screen but get it to the point where hey hook like we think you're great and everything but you gotta like play ball with us and he's like i'm not fucking doing I'm it not fucking doing it yeah yeah anti-establishment always helps right i like the idea of like somebody's coming up to him telling him, like chill and he'll be like well listen i'll tell you one thing if i were in need of chilling the surest way probably not be to get up in my fucking face yes and tell me to exactly. chill Right. How about that, bitch? Right? Yes. Like, let's get him, yeah, a little bit. How about this? Promo style? I'm thinking Marshawn Lynch. I don't want to do your fucking interview. Yes. Right. All right. I'm just here so I won't get fined. Right? Yes. Like, uh, just saying can... the same thing. I'm thankful. Right? Like, just yeah. just the shit, right? Want some chips? That's all I keep saying. Want some chips? Right? Like, just something. Yeah. Just well, get him to be like, have... I don't want to do, play your game. I just want to kick some ass, make some money, get some titles. Go to the strip club. I'm out of here. Well, and, and that's what he can he can kind of have like a, you know, if Alex Marvez walks up, he walks away. Fuck that guy. I don't want to talk. And then they're like, you have to do the interview. And then he does the Marshawn Lynch, right? But with Renee, he's like, well, it's Renee. Yeah, and then the he hot girls. Chip, you know, he'll be yeah. like. Okay. Hey. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, I'll give a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, but then right. he'll be like, you going to call me later? And they'll be like, Right. Like, yeah, because because uh, <laughs> who's there's a Lexi Nair, right? He can yes. do that with Lexi Nair. Right. You know what I mean? And so yeah. he should. But, and every time he's doing it with the girl, be like, you gonna call me later? And they'll be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to be professional, like, oh. yeah. And yeah. Be like, right. <laughs> oh, oh, don't say anything uh. like that. But hands him a bag of chips. They look at the chips. They open it, and there's a room key. Oh. Yeah, room key. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> but in ring. He is saying, I play by my own rules. Ain't none of listen, you motherfuckers. Listen to the game Tom has got. Listen to yeah. the game Tom has got. Tom I'll knows how to make things happen. Tom knows how to that. get the hotel room occupied. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Oh, yeah. I've thrown plenty of hotel parties. <laughs> what I was going to say, though, is when he's wrestling, though, he doesn't break at five. He doesn't, like, not to say it's uh, Josh Barnett's uh, pit master. You yeah, know what no, I'm saying? Uh -uh. With the not like that, but it's the, yeah, no, this is my the rules. rules don't apply to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the FTW champion. So as long as I'm the FTW champion, I wrestle my match. And that's when people it's are FTW, like. FTW. So F your rules. Right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I would do. That's how you do it. Um, speaking of another thing I wish I could change. 
Uh, Wardlow, he says he's uh, ready to end MJF. Speaking of seeing the same promo for three weeks. Well, and brother, cool. Like, I don't fucking. Well, here's what I saw a week ago or two weeks ago. You had your hands on him. And then you told him it's not time yet. Well, now you're telling me the time's coming. Like, you had your shot, man. Light him up. Now, now you're just wanting to make a fucking, you know, a theater out of it, a production out of it. Which, well, you know, I understand we're doing, but you know, yeah. You know how you could keep them busy, though. This is what I would do. You want you want to know another uh, stroke of the pen from T Mac here? Yeah. How, how does Warlow get distracted in route to MJF? Well, there's a common person between MJF and Wardlow, and he ain't doing shit. His name is Sean Spears. Ooh. Wouldn't it be cool if Sean Spears is like, hey, so, brother, when we were all together, MJF was paying everything for you. And Wardlow is like, and Wardlow's like, <laughs> the fuck he was. And then Sean Spears He's is like, like, you got paid? And like, Well, no, no. Sean Spears is like. I don't know how you remember it, but I don't remember it that way. And then Wardlow's like, I'm fucking you up. And then we get a match at the pay-per-view, Sean Spears, Wardlow. We could do a couple weeks where that keeps him busy at yeah. least to where he's not running the Somebody stairs Somebody says something. Okay, so Wardlow is irrationally focused on MJF. So irrational that even when he has his hands on him, he doesn't take action. Right. But mm-hmm. he's irrationally focused on MJF. Somebody... Starting with it with Sean Spears and then moving on, it could be anybody really says something rational to Wardlow, and he says, "The fuck did you say to me?" And then, yeah. and then he's sidetracked. Yeah, right. And I would start that with Sean Spears because again, that's the person where Makes he would listen, yeah. right? Because it's, it's the connection. Well, I rem- yeah, you go with um, one of the FTR guys for a while, get fucking bald, you know, city cop yeah. in there to, oh, to yeah. fight him. But I'd start with Sean Spears. Sean Spears can give you an easy loss, but a good match, kind of good stuff there. But I'm tired of whatever the fuck he's doing. But he did it. And then next up, Tim, it's right before the main event. Like clockwork, even though I was gone in Germany, I come oh, back. Yes. It's right before the main event, Tim. So you even know what time you're jet that lagged. Means. You know what I'm time I'm jet it lagged. Is. I got a head cold. I haven't had a head cold since 2019. But you know what? Death taxes. And right before the main event on AEW Dynamite, <clears throat> it's, it's time. time. For the women, Chiefs won. Women. Um, <laughs> and this Tim was fucking dumb. Yeah, it was. Bad. So Julia Hart wrestles Red Velvet. I'm not saying that I hated those two women wrestling because it's good to see non. Former WWE women like Soraya wrestling, yeah, right? But, it's good yeah. to see not Britt Baker. You know what I mean? And the yeah. match was fine. Here's the fucking dumbest thing. And this is just people not ready for their spot. Julia Hart wins with a moonsault. Boom, right? Red Velvet's out of there. But then, uh, old leg tattoo, what's her name? Uh, she always has her ass out. Um, uh, Oh, good night. <laughs> Not sky blue, blue pants, but sky yeah, blue. Yeah. Sky blue, right. yeah. yeah. I always think of that leg tattoo. Not blue pants because she don't wear pants. Yeah, she don't wear <laughs> pants. But so she walks out, and she already spit mist in her face, right? So we did that a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever it was. So she walks out, and she gets in Julia's face, 
But then Julia's like, oh, you think you can get my face? It's like, bitch, she already sprayed you with mist. Aren't you mad? But she's not. And so they're doing this weird thing. And then here comes Willow Nightingale. And then Chris Statlander. Now, Willow goes to Red Velvet, which, okay, right? Hey, you're going to your friend. She just got beat. She may be hurt. She may be needing assistance backstage. I understand your presence. Yeah. But then Statlander just stares. And that's it. So I think because you have been gone on the the collisions and the and the rampage, they've been working some of this, where they've been like, "Sky Blue, what's up with you? Ever since the thing, you've been acting weird." And she's like, "Why don't you just fucking worry about yourself?" Basically, right? She's right. Like, but then they did the miss thing. Like, yeah. But then yeah. Sky Blue said yeah. she like looked Again. at Stantlander, and then she blew the mist into Julia Hart. I get the feeling Tony Khan. And whatever else is on his creative team there for Dynamite is whether they speak it out loud or not is of the understanding that like there's a whole lot of people watching Dynamite that don't watch any of that collision and rampage. So they can run some of the same stuff back and I guess, get away but with like, it. But you got to talk. You got to push each other. Something. Yeah. You got to laugh at each other. And listen to me, the fucking Julia Hart thing's falling flat for me too. And the House of Black, this on again. Sometimes they're here, sometimes they're not. Like I, just all of it. Well, done. on collision, I'm ready for all of it to go away. Collision, they're making their statement. They're yeah, fucking up FTR. They're, they're doing okay over there. What statement I just are don't... they making? They're just they're fucking boo. And then we fucking fight again. I was like, all right, guys, I'm just fucking done with it. Well, but I mean, I, I guess if you walk up to the boogeyman, that's all they are. Is boo. Like, I just don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know. But I guess my frustration with this is if you walk up to the boogie woman, do something. And if the boogie woman just got fucked up, wouldn't she be mad and take out her wrath? Like, and I'm all for none this. of it makes if, sense. Again, she looks like a million dollars in it, right? She's a very attractive young lady. She's got this dark stuff on, right? So she, if you do a silhouette, look great for vignettes. Oh, great, right? You could probably posterize this a million ways. Then have her ominously, supernaturally leading these groups to do these ominous things. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's my beef with this, though. It's not Julia Hart. It's Sky Blue. So, right. again, I'm not. I'm not trying to be like an asshole. However, but you're gonna be one. Yeah. Because if you got sprayed in the face, right, and that now makes you sinister or, like, even more emo, right? Let's just be general and call it emo. Then you dumb motherfucker, you don't wear Scooby-Doo gear the next time we fucking see you. Like, you are not fucking committed to whatever the fuck they're telling you to do. At least Julia Hart sold out on it. Yeah. And has never been the same since. Right. We're doing this fucking 50-50 thing with Sky Blue. But did you notice Malachi came back shit. without the eye thing? Like, everybody else still running around with the eye thing. And, like, the first time he came back, he didn't have his fucking eye thing. I didn't notice that. I'm yeah. just more mad about this because Sky, I because she still winks, right? She goes like, mm, like that. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck you think you're doing, but your Scooby-Doo gear and you're also spooky is flat as fuck. Uh, yeah, you can't and, be, like... Scooby Doo was against the spooky folks, man. You right. got it. You're the you're the man behind the mask. Well, and and the thing that makes me the most mad is even though she's getting screen time, you're sucking in my favorite female wrestler into a shit storyline. Willow Nightingale is way better than this bullshit. God damn it. Way better. 
and this is bad. And yeah, Statlander's involved for some reason. Again, Statlander, you're the champ, and you're worried about these other people and their falling apart relationship, and it just it doesn't them. make any sense. Be champ. Them. Yeah. I got interviews to do. I got radio stuff to do. I got autographs to sign. I got meet and greets. I'm too busy for your people's fucking drama about somebody spraying something in your face. Or just have. Fucking goth kids are weird. Yeah. Or just have Sky Blue and Julia Hart make their intentions known that says we both want to be the TNT champ. So that then there's Statlander going like, oh, you guys calling my name? Like, I'll dance. You know what I mean? But anyhow, let's keep or moving. Or let's build a spooky ministry of darkness for the ladies or something. Like, give me something that leads to know. something, right? Like, yeah. this is this is nothing. This is a swirl of nothing. Yeah. Uh, another, I won't be this negative on it because it kind of seemed interesting, but I don't know who the fuck this person is. Next up, we go backstage with RJ City, and he is with okay, yeah. Maria May. Yep, nailed it. Now, Maria May, I don't know who the fuck that is. Don't know who that is. However, I love already that she's obsessed with Tony Storm. Yeah. Because Tony Storm, as we mentioned earlier, is fucking bonkers. Yeah. (laughs) Bonkers. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. Anything involving Tony Storm has to be good right now because it's so great. Well, the thing that I I hope that I will like about it is it has vibes of Mickey James obsessed with Trish Stratus. It does. It does. Except for back then, Trish Stratus was straight laced champion. Tony Storm is in black and white. This is doing the silent yeah. This films. is the first, the person who is obsessed might be the normal, sane, rational person with the crazy, insane person. And I love how like sh- like she kind of. Seemed genuinely, but also manipulating RJ City, right? And <laughs> with this and RJ City all into it, like, oh, I love this. More of the, see, this is more, this is the subtlety adult stuff we'll get over here versus, you know, the main, the main WWE well, shows over there. But like, I yeah. love this, right? Because there's layers here, right? RJ City's still kind of somewhat involved with this Tony Storm thing too. I love uh-huh. it. I love it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Add more to this weird universe of whatever Tony Storm's creating with, you know, uh, 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 what's his name? Who's the who's the butler? Um, I yeah, already forgot Luther. his name. Luther. You can, you get, Luther, you can you get the best friends in Orange Cassidy are walking backstage someday and they like walk into a room and all of a sudden everything's black and white and they're like, whatever. And she's like just being crazy doing something, something. And Orange Cassidy's like, whatever, right? Just thumbs yeah. up and they're out of there. Like you can just have so much fun with this. Oh, Orange Cassidy as a special appearance in the silent movie for Tony Storm is exactly what needs to happen. <laughs> just yeah, doing a thumbs up the whole time. <laughs> That's perfect. That is perfect. Um, so yeah, I don't know who the fuck she is. A lot of people I saw online are pumped, cool, but I like listen, that she's a weirdo, listen, and that's my favorite thing about it. Whatever storyline Adam Page is involved in, right? He is searching for the person he's after, and he's riding his horse around. And as he's riding his horse around, he enters an area that is suddenly black and white. And Tony Storm is there. <laughs> and Maria May is like trying to like, yeah, you know, yeah. impress Tony Storm by like being yeah. a, a good like host to Hangman or whatever. Finding yeah. anything old timey to try to gift her. <laughs> yep. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Hangman's so I, like, I got to get out of here. I had too much to drink today. <laughs> right. So adding more weirdness to the Tony Storm universe. I love. She seemed fine. Again, I don't know who she is, but we'll find out. All right. And then we go to the main event. 
Yeah. And we go into the main event. I love Mark Briscoe, but we all know he wasn't winning this fucking match against Jay White. So Jay True, White but I do love Mark Briscoe. Man, the he's so fun. Best. The best. <laughs> he's I like. so fun. How do you not like that guy and want to root for him? Well, because you know what I love about him? The, not the most, but one of the things I love about him is not to say he's the exact opposite because they have a lot of similarities but where hangman has all of these like oh shit can i do it i don't know mark briscoe just walks into it like i, I can do it, it. Out. yeah <laughs> yes. let's yeah you, know, you give me a world title shot against brock lesnar i'm gonna take it i mean i'm not yeah. gonna not do it <laughs> yeah right. let's do it yeah everybody's so got that. balls i'll kick them in the balls let's get it done <laughs> let's go yeah he has that that sense of optimism and that's that's yes. that's uh yes uh, eternal optimism is yeah. the hallmark of mark, of mark Briscoe. Brisco. yes yeah and, and so that's what i love the most about him and so yeah he wasn't gonna win this match he thought he was he doesn't jay white wins again we could talk about the moves but we don't need to god if we could have gave mark briscoe the any man with two hands oh that would have been him. oh god yeah, oh. that would have been him. Yeah, fuck you, James Ellsworth. Um, okay, so let's get into the post-match, because this is where the fun happens. Post-match, MJF's music hits. He comes from behind. He puts the diamond ring on. He takes everyone out, except for Jay White. Jay White runs out. MJF cuts a promo. Babyface fucking 1984, 1 Full billion percent. Promo. Yeah. Oh, doing it for us all the shit yeah i mean laying it on laying it on and then he says something to the effect of like uh jay white you have a gun but pull the trigger at the pay-per-view we'll see if you can or something like that right cool then the lights go out right then we cut backstage and there's these masked men and they're beating the fuck out of the acclaimed and billy gun boom 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 now Anthony Bowens gets sent through a glass. Boom. And that's their ass kicking that they took. But it's not done yet, Tim. Because then we see a little picture of the devil. And he's like, ho, 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 you know. And then he goes away. Then MJF is like, motherfucker. And I like this because they followed him, right? It wasn't this cutaway thing. He runs mm -hmm. to the spot and is like, mother, what the fuck? And... Never feeling sympathy for the devil. Keep that in mind. Um, and he's like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. And the acclaimed, they're all out, right? And then here comes Samoa Joe and goes, hey, man, looks like you're all out of friends. Interesting. And that's how we end it. So, Tim, mm -hmm. what's your two cents on this situation at the end? Man, I still love this devil storyline. It's... I'm getting the feeling from all of your talking you've done through this thing that you think Adam Cole is involved in this somehow. What do you got? Mm -hmm. I don't have a I don't have a clue right now where we're going with this. It made it more confusing for me and less clear. So what do you got? Putting dots together, okay? Follow me here. So first time we saw Are you seeing dots? Like well, do we need I mean, to talk yes, to a yes. neurologist? <laughs> okay, but I am very sick. <laughs> um okay, so when we first saw the masked men attacked Jay White. The devil was there, right? He was standing right to the next of yep. whoever those guys were. And if you go back to that episode earlier in the night, that's when Adam Cole uh, goes and leaves with the kingdom. So he was also there. Adam Cole was also there, right? <laughs> now, when the masked men attacked the acclaim, 
the devil wasn't there. And we know earlier in the night, Adam Cole was not there. And here's the kicker. This is the part I can't put together yet. But Adam Cole keeps saying, hey, MJF, go with Joe. Joe's a go with Joe. Yeah, go with Joe. And when Max is like, no, I'm not fucking doing it. Well, now all of a sudden, all of his potential friends, the acclaimed, are attacked. Was Adam and- Cole helping Joe? Why? And so now, I don't know, that's what I'm saying. And so then MJF, because of Adam Cole, in my opinion, leaves him no other resource other than Joe. Then Joe gets his title shot. Yeah. And there you go. So here's Adam Cole's guilty as fuck. If this were to happen the way you say it, this is why it's masterful storytelling in a pro wrestling arena in theater. Mm -hmm. Uh, because we talk about this, it's, it's somewhat Russo-esque until Russo was unchecked and had bad oh, ideas, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the it's the who done it, who done it, suspense. What does this mean? Where are we going? Where are we going? And then even when we deliver, we go, oh, but wait a minute, why? Right? You still make it even like, uh-huh. like wait a minute, that doesn't make what right? Like so, Adam Cole being the devil is something people have encountered, right? Or, or, or have, have thought, have batted around, have discussed. Mm-hmm. But doing it to aid in Samoa Joe's quest to take the world title from MJF would be the head-scratcher, right? Like, why? That was way out of left field. You were MJF's friend. You tried to convince him to think. You didn't screw him over for yourself. You did it for Samoa Joe? Like, that would be amazing. Yes. So that's just a theory. Here's the best case and worst case, in my opinion. Best case is something to that effect. It's Adam Cole on behalf of Joe. Joe is actually the true devil of all of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, whatever, right? The worst case, here's the worst case. Here's the worst case. I thought about this. Here's the worst case. I don't want this to happen. Here's the worst case. Tony Khan. I don't mm, want it to be Tony Khan to get the belt off of MJF before the bidding war before 2024. That's a theory I thought, and I thought, I don't want that. I don't want authority. So I keep floating the idea that it's still MJF. We didn't see the devil last night because MJF was in the goddamn ring. And the greatest trick the devil's ever pulled is convince people he doesn't exist. He's all face now. He's cutting all the baby face promos. He and like sympathy for the devil. So for the devil. So for some reason, right when we the devil appears, it, it's actually MJF and he fucks over his friends and whomever, mm-hmm. right? Fucks over Adam Cole in some way or something, right? Mike I would my, love to even see MJF leading like the kingdom as a faction right. out of this, right? Because he fucked over yeah. Adam Cole. Something like that, right? My Yes. And that definitely could be. Look, I don't know. I'm just the devil in his kingdom. Right. But I don't know any of this shit. Right. I'm not, and I'm not putting 10 toes down and saying it has to be this or I'm not going to like it because I don't give a shit. It's TV. I'll I'll watch it and judge it afterwards. Right. But the thing I don't think I would like about that is that then the heels were always right. Right. Because Jay White just instantly said, oh, that's MJF. And then, uh, if it Roddy is Strong's key, always Roddy like, Strong, you know, right. he's a dick. Yeah. Right. Now, but I mean, if they're on his side, that makes sense that they were, you know, but 
Right. But you get what I'm saying? Like, then it would be like, oh, so these guys just automatically knew him. That's what it was. Well, you know, Heenan was always right about Hogan, right? When, well, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy, that's, a, yeah. that's a longer I mean, con, but yes. Yeah. Um, that's yeah, the thing I'm is, very interested. Heenan was right about Hogan. That doesn't mean Heenan wasn't a subhuman piece of shit the whole time, right? Like, right. you could have been right and still been a bad person. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> so, we, we'll get to our picks next week, right? And so, just to wrap it up, my question to you, and maybe we'll talk about it more next week because we'll get another episode. Do you think we get the payoff of the devil at full gear? I kind of don't think so at this point. No? I just feel like there's, like, I, I, I feel like you don't have to. You could definitely wrap it up here, right? You could reveal who it is and what you're doing next if you have something next. If you don't have anything for what you're doing with it next, then you could still carry it on until you fine-tune that. So I, I, I'm going to say yes. Albeit, so I don't here. think we need to yet because I feel like we could have a clean break. If he beats Jay White, that's a good storyline ender, and we can move on to something else. And the devil keeps appearing, right? So yes. maybe not, but I'm going to say yeah. Well, um, what I was going to ask you is, so give me again. We'll get one more episode. We'll probably have mm-hmm. more information. Gun in my head. Who is the devil? Well, give me your worst case and best case oh. scenario. Like for you, what would be like? Dude, fuck that. Worst Why case is, is it- fucking next strong, right? I want like I don't want him to be the devil. I just wanted yeah. to keep doing the next strong, you know, right. thing with the okay. uh best case scenario I think is is still MJF. Okay. Okay. I Tim, I don't know. And again, we'll get more information. But my Or it's Max Caster. Max Caster is the dark horse best candidate. It was Max well, Caster. Oh. But then he got his ass kicked, so I don't know about Yeah, but that. he wasn't there. Devil wasn't there. Well, right. yeah. No, but yeah. Um my gut keeps telling Greatest me. Greatest trick the like devil it. ever pulled. <laughs> yeah. My gut keeps telling me. So how I laid that out would make more sense if Adam Cole was Khan healthy. Thing is scaring me now that you fucking That's what I keep faking. And I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want an authority yeah, figure. Because now we've made him a face. And now we'll have the evil authority figure. Trying to get the belt off of MJF uh, before the end of the year. And so at the... What's what's their last pay per view? Wrestle, whatever it is, yep. the, the, it. the December the December yeah. pay per view. Uh, That's yeah. where this whole payoff is. Tony Khan gets Samoa Joe to then get the belt off of MJF before he's a free agent, and that's the whole thing. Because if you go back, corporate Joe. <laughs> well, kind of. Because yeah. if you go back to how we were introduced to the Devil, oh. it was because Tony Khan called MJF and said. Hey, the fans really need to see you. We'll put you in the battle royal. Listen, AEW's take on on pro wrestler versus pro wrestling administration hasn't happened yet, right? So That's what I don't want, yeah. But it's so tired since the oh Hollywood. my god, and 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 Austin days. Those kind of happen concurrently, yeah. right? And that was the theme of those, and that was kind of the theme of the '90s was fuck authority, right? But like, oh yeah. Just, I, I don't, don't know, want man. it again. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and I will one, one last comment. I will say before we wrap up. Um, I will say the thing that I like is fuck wrestling fans a little bit is that it's not week to week, right? The devil was here two weeks. He wasn't. Now he's here. We don't then get it's a, just a quick last thing. week on AEW Dynamite. The devil. Yeah. The it's not, the snicker slam of the week. <laughs> yeah, it's not hitting you over the head. Because yeah. I see wrestling fans be like, oh, I need more progression this week on what the devil is. The fuck you. No, you don't. 
Guess what? You're getting yeah. MJF, you know, getting called something. That's about how we him. get, like you said, the bloodline where what was the progression? They progress, but they hit the same mark four weeks in a row and then they progressed. I don't want that. Yeah. Leave them off. So, Absence yeah. makes Credit. the heart grow fonder. Credit to them so far for doing that as far as not hitting you over the head and giving it to you when they want to. And I like that because we're the audience. We don't fucking tell them what to do. They tell us. That's what the TV show is about. Right. Yeah. Assholes. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Then we will just get out of here. We want you to hit us up, uh, you know, tableshow at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us a video clip, an audio clip of some questions you've got about pro wrestling or about the show or whatever. We'll we'll talk to you. We like to talk to our wrestling friends, right? You got something you wanted to? Yeah. Where's Ash at? I, yeah, Ash we didn't, didn't get show up this mail? week. Oh get nothing God. on the Spanish announce answering machine. Oh, my um, But that is available to you, tableshow at gmail.com. You can go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net for all of the links that you might need, including how to donate to this show or how to buy our spiff sweet T-shirt. And you can do that in the interim until we come back next week for another episode of the Spanish Announce Table. The Spanish Announce Table.